0: Ready, Jeff? I know that our little vacation is coming up imminently. Are we packed? Are we do we have our little lists together?
1: No No (laughs) But soon But soon I, I have a bag. It's it's there, it's ready to have the things placed inside it in a nice, orderly, neat, stacked manner.
2: Yeah, I'm... one day we'll get to that go bag of everything essential, ready to go anytime, anywhere, anywhere in the world. You know, ah, oh, yes. it's, it, it's, it's, sure it's called a bag. It's I'm sure, it's called It's called a butler, Murdoch. It's
1: called having a butler. <laughs> but yes, I, I'm, I am ready for our trip to uh, where? Where are we going, Margie? Tell us where we're we going. What, we'll be sailing
0: to that sunny, sunny land of Vienna in famously landlocked Austria. Oh, Vienna! <laughs> Yes, I am sure we will be annoying everybody with that one quite a few times. It but means
1: nothing to me. Oh, Vienna.
0: <laughs> but it uh. is a city I am looking forward to visiting, especially for that famous coffee culture. One of the oldest in mm. Europe, actually,
1: right? One of, yeah, definitely. I think it's got the oldest coffee, still-functioning coffee house in Europe, or
2: continually-running coffee (laughs) house. I've been there once, but I was not old enough to enjoy Ah. coffee.
0: (laughs) Which will be what we're discussing today in our relaxed blobcast. Hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I am Moggy, and I am joined today by Jeff. Hello, guys. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And this week, I'm hoping you can sit back and enjoy a hot relaxing cup of coffee as we discuss or tea coffee is good <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yes there is tea, tea also for those who drink it i am a bad brit i don't it's, uh, d- it's just tea. depressing all around. <laughs> ah, Tea.
2: So i'm so drinking tea right now
0: i don't like it
2: <laughs> <laughs> i i enjoy it i will tend towards coffee first but i will take tea if it's available
0: no it's funny a lot of what I will have to say about coffee is equally applicable to tea if Hmm. you enjoy it. But I think it's a very Marmite drink. It's not a Marmite drink. It's not Bovril. (laughs) You said
1: that does exist. It's horrific.
0: (laughs) People drinking gravy as a beverage. Why? (laughs) Pretty much how I feel about tea. Why? (laughs) Hmm.
1: Tea delicious, refreshing, rejuvenating. Gravy, stout, <laughs> filling, puts you to sleep. <laughs> that sounds like food.
2: It is. Yes, it's gravy. it is.
0: <laughs> I think that's a very... I don't think it's just a British thing. I think that's a very Northern English thing is drinking Bovril. But anyway, moving swiftly, swiftly on before we get wading into the, the swampy waters of gravy. Ugh. <laughs> I love coffee. And to me, it's a very... It is. It's an indulgent. It's a decadent drink, but it's also something that can be very minimal. It's something that can be stripped right down to its basics. It's a zero calorie, but with amazing flavor. I love coffee. I love it so much.
1: Oh, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those drinks you can either yeah have it as minimal as you want. You know, just straight up black, no fancy brewing methods. Just you know, grind roast it, grind it, stick it in a pot, boil water, drink. <laughs> or you can you know do incredibly crazy contraptions, you know, with the filter and the condensation and the thing that looks like it's out of a science lab or just cover it in whipped cream.
0: There is an amazing, amazing cafe on one of the Greek islands that I did at one point see them. They had like this three-tiered contraption that was slowly dripping water over... It was either tea or ground coffee. I'm not sure which. It had flavors. And then that was dripping onto ice, and it was dripping into below, and you could order it. And it was like, this is so convoluted. What is it? I should try it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a a mesmerizing process to watch sitting down. It's less the beverage you're looking for, more the how do they make this. Mm. (laughs) Fun fact,
1: on the Greek island, that was actually there before... The building was there. It's like a super <laughs> <They> ancient built... <laughs> Greek. They <laughs> built the building around this super ancient Greek structure of drink making. This um, is not true.
0: Futuristic. Jeff is making this up. He does this.
1: Yeah, I would. I would yeah. never. Yeah. I, I'm a bastion of science. I'm and history. I'm. I'm. I'm just like Herodotus. Wait, mm. I don't like to
0: call it lies. It's made up. You wind him up. Made and Off he goes. Away, you know, with his made upery. <laughs> hmm. No, there is a thing to the ritual of coffee. The making of it I know when I lived in England I had my setup and it was a very important part of my morning actually was Hmm. just carving out that little piece of time to grind the beans do the pour over put it in my little flask so that I could take it to work it was important to me for some reason
2: it's a soothing process it's very sort of planned out it gets your you know your your mind in order do this first do that next do this that like it sets a certain order even before consuming the beverage itself like the making of it. it almost an art form yeah
1: it's like crossing that morning threshold it's like ah i am now in awake life mode you know mm. I, I i am no longer in bed i'm i'm tired but i'm not going back to sleep this is i am in activity i'm engaging in something
2: mm. um, i
1: guess it also kind of hits that flow state that you know people talk yeah. about all the time you know you kind of like you just, you kind of go into autopilot you know what you're doing your muscle memory's kicking in you it's already meditative. know the measurements yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can do it with tea as well, not just coffee. Just <laughs> well, can can
0: I mean, There are cultures <laughs> that have entire rituals around the preparation and <laughs> serving of tea. I don't think mm-hmm. that's in doubt.
2: <laughs> tea ceremonies for sure. But well, I think part of that coffee-making ritual as well, basically, is, is a fun thing about coffee, like where it's the smell that wakes you up. Oh, we'll get into this smell. a little bit later. Oh, it is I a wish. Smell. I
0: mean, coffee smells amazing, but nothing smells quite as amazing as freshly ground coffee
2: beans. Mm-hmm.
0: Which mm-hmm. I, I do want to point out: like, coffee is one of those things. It's not a bean; it's a fruit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I, I, tell what me what more. Is,
1: it's a fruit. I mean, yeah.
2: I, I mean, shared a picture
0: with you guys. It looks like a berry. <laughs> In fact, I, I looked at the picture to to show it to you guys, and it literally looks like the berry they tell you not to eat. You know when they mm. say you know if you're stuck in the woods, don't eat the red berries. That's what coffee <laughs> looks like.
1: <laughs> it can, yeah, it kind of it kind of looks like a grape. Mm. Actually, do you know what it looks like? It looks like a Kise's eyeball from Legend of Zelda.
0: Mm. Yeah. Don't drink the potion. Don't, don't drink <laughs> the monster potion. That's a meme going around. Yeah, it's. I just thought that was a, a fun point because coffee is this crazily important thing. Like. Talking about Vienna, coffee has been a huge part of European, Asian culture for hundreds of years. Yet we refer to it as a bean when it's a fruit. It's
1: Yeah, but humanity, especially in English, we're terrible at naming things the way they're actually supposed to be. Strawberry, not a berry. Blackberry, not a berry. <laughs> These are strange times for the Berry Club.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, I remember that comic. Something about beating a dead horse, basically. Do you know why Java was called Java? <laughs> no. It's based on the coffee bean.
0: Really? They actually up n- yes. that's, ah. that's crazy. <laughs> so there is also the ritual of consuming the coffee as well, though. I think there is always a risk of anything enjoyable becoming perfunctory. You grab your morning coffee from some you know, hole-in-the-wall type place and it goes in the cup and you just mindlessly drink it as you drive to work and
1: that's it and i totally learned what perfunctory meant before today (laughs) and i didn't learn it earlier about 10 (laughs) minutes ago that's for sure i totally knew what that word was i'm smart
0: i mean coffee smells amazing and when it's prepared Mm. i mean i'm gonna be hipstery here i do love third wave coffee i love the amount of flavor and excitement you can coax out of individual
2: beans. Sir 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 <laughs> sir. What do you mean third wave? Okay. So, very
0: briefly, we tend to talk <laughs> about the the preparation and serving of coffee in three waves, the first wave being The introduction of coffee to the mass market in like the 1800s when it stopped being this very expensive commodity imported from, you know, lands afar and became something that other people other than the rich intellectuals could drink while discussing the matters Mm. of the day.
1: You go down to the town well and there'd be your water well, there'd be your coffee well, there'd be your tea well. And mm. you just get your bucket of coffee from the the aquifers.
0: (laughs) But I think what you might understand first wave coffee as is definitely like an American diner. It's freshen you up there with you know a pot mm. of percolated coffee, not particularly amazing flavor, but not bad either. You put your milk, your sugar. It's coffee.
2: Just, just to stop you there, i still. I still remember that scene from "Coffee and Cigarettes." Bill Murray walking <laughs> round, <laughs> drink, just drinking out, drinking out straight up
1: out a mug. Yeah, that's, that's a great an documentary to watch.
0: That's an amazing movie. I love that so yeah. much. But then you've got like your second wave, is what I think you might understand as Starbucks. It was the rise in popularity in like the '60s and '70s of your. Coffee can taste better than this. Here's an espresso machine. Here's a latte or a cappuccino, something those hmm. Europeans do. And <laughs> it was like the introduction of, I don't want to say good coffee, but coffee that had character, flavor.
1: It was the start, I guess it was the start of um,
2: a variety. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe the right word for it is consistent coffee, I guess.
0: Well, not just consistently, like, percolated coffee I was going to say, the original coffee consistent. certainly,
2: the original coffee
1: certainly had a consistency, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: It was more that you know it was a it was something that you could really enjoy in a multitude of ways. Like Mm. you say, introducing variety and flavors. You know, Mm -hmm. steamed milk maybe might be another thing. Third wave coffee is very recent. We're talking you know two thousands two thousand tens, where this was where like you know people were starting to want to source the individual coffee bean from particular farms. There was a huge focus on ethical consumption of coffee. You know, the Mm -hmm. Rainforest Alliance, let's not, you know, destroy the rainforest to just have a cup of coffee. Let's pay the farmers what they are owed for the coffee. That was a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And also then trying to find the individual ways of brewing the coffee that brought out the flavor of that specific variety. Coffee is actually an amazingly temperamental plant. You know, year to year, coffee can taste differently depending on the rainfall, the altitude, the tune the farmer was humming that year.
1: Whether or not its favorite TV show got canceled halfway through or exactly. didn't get
0: renewed. Mm. You joke, but it's an amazingly temperamental plant. And different brewing methods, whether you put it through espresso, whether you put it through a paper filter, V60, Chemex, all of these things. Ooh, siphon, siphon, filter, it, oh, yeah. siphon filter coffee. Yeah. Wasn't not a PS1 game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, coffee brewing the game.
1: <laughs> Almost. I'm sure, I'm sure
2: siphon filter was some kind of military sim game. I, I think it was like a spec ops type game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It was. It was a spy game. I think I have played ah. that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, no, but like s- s- siphon filter coffee is less of like you know a ritual, more of a you know, the chemistry lab experiment.
1: <laughs> Isn't that the one that Brewster has in Animal Crossing with the
2: drip thing? I, I think and, uh... so. I think so. It's it's fun to watch for sure.
1: You see it in a lot of
0: movies or animations because it looks really impressive in the background, you know, like it actually doesn't mm-hmm. work dissimilarly from the Italian <laughs> mocha pot where, you know, mm-hmm. boiling water forces up through the coffee, that then brews and then falls back through a cloth filter. It's like a gravity steam system. Hmm. I don't know if it makes good coffee. It's just very impressive to look at. I've never tried it. Pretty much.
2: it. It 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 makes a decent cup of coffee. It's a nice cup of coffee, but it's nothing like you know otherworldly, basically. But it is very fun to look at, hmm. and that's part of, that's part of it
0: all. That's hmm. all part of it. This ritual side of coffee. I mean, not ritual with like candles and wizards. <laughs> but <laughs> We must summon the flavor. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, this chemistry, alchemy. Co- coffee is a very magical drink huh it, it is. <laughs> but then there's like, to me, what I really enjoy and I want to kind of force myself to do more because I am very guilty of just ordering an iced coffee and sitting there sipping away on a straw and forgetting that I'm supposed to sit down and enjoy this. You know, a huge part of when I'm on holiday, I love to like sit out on a balcony and with a nice coffee, hot or cold, and just take it all in. Hmm. And...
1: The view, not the coffee. You'd burn yourself if you took all the coffee (laughs) at
0: once.
1: Slow sips, hot
2: beverage, warning.
0: (laughs) I guess you could do this with tea as well. Indeed. (laughs) Tea can be hot. (laughs) Well, high tea. I think high tea is a very indulgent yet meditative process of, you know, just taking a moment in like the early afternoon to just take a pause, have a Mm. cup of tea.
1: If you're having like proper afternoon tea as well, that's like, that's a mega indulgence, but it's also a nice meditative process because you get your tea, you pour it, you start at the bottom of the tier with the sandwiches, then you get your scones, then you get your cakes and then you feel full and then you fall asleep. It's great.
0: Nice. nice. Clotted cream is a hilariously unhealthy food. I don't think the. I would rather
1: live a shorter life than not have clotted cream.
0: I Hmm. I think if you haven't been exposed to high tea and clotted cream and jam on scones, you haven't experienced true English decadence.
1: Hmm. It's 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 um yeah it's people who
0: say that the English don't have good food have not tried clotted cream. Let me put it that way.
1: Yes, we do have great food. It's just mostly cakes (laughs) (laughs) or scones. Was it? Mm. Or scones,
0: oh, depending on where you're from.
1: <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even wading into that debate. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean jam but... or cream first? Either.
1: <laughs> There's only one correct option, and everybody else is wrong. It's obviously cream first. Just <laughs> G- the cream replaces the butter on the sandwich.
2: G- it holds gentlemen. the
1: jam in place.
2: G- gentlemen, 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 moving swiftly on. <laughs>
0: Moving on, I actually want to look back, not move on, Mm. look back. We've talked recently about burnout and, you know, trying to carve out time for yourself. I think coffee is that pure minimal indulgence of just taking five minutes in a day to enjoy this beverage that Mm. I love
1: so much. Dale Cooper says, not Dale, Dale Cooper? No, not Dale Cooper. (laughs) Um... The guy from Twin Peaks, whose name is Evading Me right now, Cooper. There's a really great moment in the first season a thing where he says to the sheriff, you know, every day, just make one little present for yourself. Don't plan it, but take that one little present, you know, it could be a really delicious hot cup of coffee. A just damn that fine nice, coffee. <laughs> that one present that one little present to you, and that could be coffee. And it's it is a nice little indulgence. And I cannot remember is it Dale Cooper? It's not Dale Cooper. Hmm. I'm looking it up. <laughs>
2: I've, I've I've had an interesting experience. Like my, my my introduction to coffee was was a fun one. Where is one Dale Cooper?
1: All right, yeah. <laughs> all right. I never doubted myself for a second,
2: boys. <laughs> I will have to look up Dale Cooper later. Kyle McCluckin. Sorry, gone no my reference. <laughs> no, all right, Bob, Brain the introduction of coffee for me the introduction of nice coffee i guess or good coffee was a very strange one I was sat with a friend at one of these like coffee chains where they serve your like very sugary drinks Delicious, but absolutely unhealthy for you. I think we mm. all entered coffee
0: through this <laughs> route of chocolate laced with a small amount of coffee.
2: Chocolate mm. or cream or like, you know, like caramel, flavorings, hazelnut, whatever it is. It's Hold like, you know.
0: that thought. I mean, please don't mm-hmm. lose your train. But I think it's worth mentioning that as children, we have more taste buds. We literally, things that are bitter taste far more bitter to us. And as we age, our t- when we say our palate matures, that's literally taste buds dying.
1: Ooh. Is it our taste buds dire or is that our tongues get bigger and the taste buds are further out? I don't know. Is I it like a is, is it like is it like a balloon?
0: Hmm. Like a balloon filled with too much air. Uh, exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs> like how the universe expands, your tongue expands and you lose flavours. <laughs> what are these shower thoughts, Jeff? Oh.
0: <laughs> these are the things that keep me up at night. <laughs> this is why they tune in week by week to hear these exact thoughts as they <laughs> evaporate from our brains.
1: Hmm. people here tune in to hear our two brain cells just charging at each other and just (laughs) missing (laughs) tragically
0: no i do uh, think murdoch we all enter coffee through these heavily sweetened beverages until we learn to accept coffee for what it is to love it for who it is on the inside
2: that's that's pretty much it like for for me it was basically like one of these coffee shop chains sitting with a friend and like you know we're looking at the options on the menu so many options on the menu and we tried to look at what the cheapest item on the menu was and it was just like straight up black coffee it's like mm, might as well try this no cream no sugar take a sip This is good. (laughs) This is good. Why haven't we done this before? (laughs) What initially started as a sort of like economic conservation?
0: Well, it's crazy. Like my first experience of like third wave coffee in a cafe where the baristas knew what they were doing. You'd heard all of these semi pretentious people on the internet claiming that coffee has flavor notes. And you're thinking, oh, that's just what people say. And I had this cup of coffee. I think it was in Edinburgh. And I, you know, take a sip and it's like, this tastes like blueberries. Holy hell, this coffee tastes like blueberries. What did you do? <laughs> hmm. Coffee has flavors. Who knew? <laughs> well,
1: I think it's part of this. I mean, it's been, you know, it's not just third-way coffee, but it's something that we've seen in a lot of more popular culture and food as uh, as a lot more of the mass market has been able to get a hold of it. Treating ingredients with a lot more respect and understanding the individual qualities of each ingredient mm. to bring out its best flavors. Mm-hmm. And we've and we're seen that. With co- for it. <laughs> we're all better for it. We're all better for it because, like I said, coffee, on it's just coffee. It's been insane. Tea, we've had so much, you know, tea's <laughs> been around for a long time but because <laughs> it's come back, <laughs> it's, become pop- it's become popular again. You know, tea houses are more of a thing. You can get some really nice specialty teas in a lot more places. It's not just you. as much as I love Yorkshire tea, it's not just Yorkshire tea everywhere you go. Hmm. Or the accursed brew that is PG Tips. There are many other fantastic options, especially with loose leaf tea and green teas and white teas. And,
0: and your mm, non-tea tea. teas, like, you know. <laughs> tea teas. Well, I, I don't know how to describe, like, tea that isn't made with tea leaves. In grace, like t- you have isn't this it a, mountain isn't tea. It a t- which I'm drinking right now. Herbal teas, jasmine tea's nice. Well, jasmine uh, jasmine tea is tea i believe new uh, 100 no it's, it's jasmine flower it's jasmine flowers <laughs> it's, isn't it's it? the flower oh. <laughs> well these teas could be amazingly flavorful and mm-hmm. i know that some of them are actually incredibly good for you mm-hmm. uh, you speak to anybody here in greece and they'll tell you that the mountain tea will make you live forever and you'll go mm-hmm. off and become a philosopher or something but it is legitimately nice and they sell it bottled here with peach flavor and i love it no. Mm, it's called. A tisane, I, I need something to hide apparently. the tea flavor, basically. No,
1: it, <laughs> if it's not if it's made with if it's not made with black, you know, white, green, yellow tea leaves, tea, tea, it, mm-hmm. tea herbal from the tea. tea plant. Yeah, it's right. called a tisane, according to. Oh, now there's a word, Jeffrey. There's a tisane. <laughs> a tisanes, the non- tea, <laughs> <laughs> indulgently minimal's word of the day. <laughs> a French word a for word. herbal infusion.
0: It's a good word. So yes, all of those ear of bat wing of toad. Teas—that's what they're actually called. Hmm. Delicious, nonetheless.
1: Definitely, definitely, and like they can—they can be delicious until. I mean, a shout out to a special someone that made me drink garlic lemon tea. What? <laughs> oh, it fixed so it
2: fixed the illness, but I still taste it sometimes when I burp, and it was like six <laughs> months ago. That's the old wives' like you know recipe for like <laughs> fixing things, and it does a great job. It worked, but oh god, it was the flavour. mm Hmm. The smell, the smell. <laughs> the thing, the other thing about these hot beverages, like they're nice to enjoy individually or while doing an activity, like reading a book or working on a paper or writing some code. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, writing some really? code, uh, writing some code. What's that code we'll you the... like to tell us? <laughs> we We will get to that one a little bit later. That is, okay. that is a classic program, I think. We'll do it later, or we'll, we'll get onto it later. Well, definitely, because that, that, that comes up a little bit later. But like the other thing about these hot beverages in general, coffee, tea, non-teas, they can be enjoyed individually, but a lot of times it's more of a social activity. Mm. Of course, coffee's always been
0: a social drink.
1: So when you said individually, I just had an image of enjoying it leaf by leaf, bean by bean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nibbling on a chocolate
1: bean.
2: That just make it like the smallest Delightful cup of coffee with one bean. Th- those 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 are delicious, actually.
1: <laughs> Delightful.
2: <laughs> Sorry, go on. Coffee, the social activity.
0: Yeah, to go back to Vienna, those coffee cultures that we talk about—they go back to like some of the most famous thinkers of the ages, both in London and in Vienna and in. Venice, where coffee kind of entered Europe. Mm -hmm. There was these famous coffee houses where the intellectuals of the day would converse and people would actually go to the coffee houses to watch these people debate each other. It was a hugely social activity. And I think, again, we sometimes miss the point where coffee becomes that, I just need my caffeine fix. I just need to, you know, oh, I don't talk to me until I've had my cup of coffee. It used to be this thing, and it can be this thing, where you go, how often do you sort of say to somebody, oh, let's hang out, we'll have coffee?
2: Very often. It's it's usually the most sort of like neutral invitation for a social gathering. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously here in England, the
1: the immediate social thing to do is you you just go out for a drink, which tends to not be coffee. It tends to be something a bit harder. But like coffee or tea, it's like a really nice neutral social... Fantastic, fun drink. Mm-hmm. You can put all your vanilla creams into and your caramels and you get <laughs> your biscuits and those lotus biscuits. Oh, my God. Oh.
0: Ironically, <sighs> for a caffeine as a stimulant, it's a very relaxing drink.
1: Now, <laughs> well, it can be unless you drink take too much.
0: Of it. <laughs> oh, dude, I actually remember the first time I started getting into specialty coffee and I bought like a Chemex. I had my coffee grinder. I, I did actually spend quite a bit of money up front. I think it paid off. I used it so much over the years. But I enjoyed the cup of coffee I made so much or jug of coffee, the Chemex makes quite a lot of coffee that I thought, I'm going to have another one. I enjoyed this so much. And then, you know, you get to that. I think everybody who's had too much coffee knows the feeling of, I am no longer okay. (laughs) And I can't undrink all that coffee. And you think it's going to be like that scene in Futurama or Brooklyn Nine-Nine where, you know, the world slows down around you and you're, you know, oh, I can do everything so quick. It's just anxiety.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just like just pure anxiety. Anxiety. <laughs> it's anxiety. It's just anxiety. It's anxiety
2: and heavy sweating. Just yeah. Oh. I've I've definitely had my experience like this. This was one I've learned to avoid forever. A brand of instant coffee? This was be a friend. We didn't have our fancy coffee sets. We didn't have our coffee grinds. All we had access to was like this this one brand of instant coffee that day. And we both make a cup and we both have a cup. We're both 15 minutes later, like, sitting there, vibrating very violently. It was a, it was a horrible message. experience. Very strong. Yeah, it, it is.
0: And, I don't feel uh, so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> oh, Jeff, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably worth pointing out on that awful note that there is some minimizing necessary, some, you know, minimize the indulgence. Because not just like if you drink too much coffee at once, you get overstimulated and over caffeinated and it's not a pleasant experience. There's also like learning your own sleep patterns, learning how your body responds to caffeine. We are at a point where science seems to have agreed that coffee is good for us,
1: at least Hmm. better for us than it's not. It's not actively trying to kill us, which is the best we can hope for for anything now
0: but we do need to kind of understand that it can disrupt our sleep. It is addictive. Caffeine is, you know, addictive. Mm. And Mm. as much as it kind of perks us up after a while, like if you're drinking a lot of coffee, all you're really doing is taking yourself back to the baseline you were before you, <laughs> you know, started drinking too much coffee. So uh, I do think there is a pro. like I try not to drink more than two cups in a normal day. I try not to have any coffee after one o'clock just to allow myself to, caffeine stays in your system for a remarkably time. Oh, we can do time. like, you can so stay in there for
1: 12 it, hours. My problem is, is that I don't want to drink coffee after 12 o'clock, but- it's nice to get up and make yourself a cup of coffee. You get away from your desk and it's nice and warm. And the coffee where I work is free. Oops. So it's really <laughs> just just get up, make a cup of coffee, sit down. And my cup is small and I drink and I tolerate hot drinks quite easily. So I drink it fairly quickly. So my cup is small. My coffee is gone. I'll go get another cup of coffee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeffrey it's does it's not it's
0: work during the day <laughs> <You're just laughs> <coffee
2: up. laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult in my line of work but it's Basically like a friend put it very very nicely It's like ah oh, yes programmers Organisms that turn coffee into code <laughs> <It's> like oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke
1: in here oh. about There's something synthesis in here somewhere I'll, I, I'll find it I'll probably <laughs> think about it at 3
2: o'clock in the morning And then just text you <laughs> Caffeine um,
0: synthetic organism Oh, Caffeine
2: synthetic organism. So yeah, like that this is definitely the tricky part. The balancing between like I need my coffee to function and I would like to enjoy my cup of coffee. Mm. See if it was chocolate, it could be cocoa synthesis, but it's not <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: good. I like that one. I like that
0: one. <gasps> yeah. I think there's a there's a healthy balance to be found. And it's worth, yeah, minimizing the indulgence, but also allowing the indulgence. Mm. And I just want to really hammer home the point we've been making these last episodes that carving out these little, as Jeff quite rightly said, little gifts to yourself during the day, it's so important. And coffee is, to me, the perfect indulgence. Never mind Oscar Wilde, it's coffee. If you know the quote, you know what I mean. (laughs) Coffee, especially if you're having it black with no sugar, it's zero calories, mostly good for you. And it can be so, so enjoyable that just allowing yourself to enjoy it. I'm making a cup of coffee. I'm present in the moment. I'm drinking my cup of coffee. I am enjoying the aroma, the, the company, the, the time. Or even if it's just at your desk, like, I'm not working for five minutes. I'm just going to enjoy my cup of coffee, rallying the troops, and then getting back to it.
1: Yeah. It's also kind of nice just to just sit here, sit there with your hands around your cup,
2: just sort of warming your hands and taking your hands away because it's too hot, but then putting your hands back.
1: <laughs> it's oh. it's just kind of
2: nice. I'm 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 just sat here enjoying my cup of coffee, listening to this lovely, lovely conversation. <laughs> I would be finishing my tea, but I've already finished it, and now I'm sad. Oh,
0: but that's always the problem, isn't it? There's never quite enough coffee until there's too much.
2: Finally, <sighs> <laughs> well, finally, it, it it leaves something to look forward to. Uh.
1: <laughs> Well, like you can always look forward to a cup of coffee, and when you've had too much, you can
2: look forward to not, you know, feeling like you, you know, need to flee in terror all the time. So it works out. Uh, I, I will, I will break in with one, like it's a general piece of advice. If you're having coffee, make sure you have water alongside.
0: Uh, they actually serve that here in Greece. Mm-hmm. If you have your Greek coffee, it's traditionally served with a cup of water, mm-hmm. and it's actually supposed to be at the beginning to clear the palate. Mm. But I think there's that understanding that because coffee is a, uh, what's the word Diuretic. for Diuretic. Thank you. Yep. It does dehydrate you. So, mm. and that's a good way just to prevent coffee breath as well. Just have cups of water to rehydrate and to clear the palate. Mm-hmm.
1: Coffee breath is a really good way of stopping people from lingering around your desk, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <is> a... oh. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> oh. So, Today, I thought that a nice way to end the episode rather than final thoughts or anything indulgent like that, we could just talk about our favorite alternative forms of coffee because everybody knows their espressos and their lattes. And I think a lot of people are starting to get to know filter coffee, but there are quite a wide variety of coffees out there. I just mentioned Greek coffee, which some people know as Turkish coffee is where they literally boil the grounds directly in the water in that funny little sand. pots mm-hmm. in, in turkey they often do it in the sand mm. it, here in greece often people have little camping stoves in the office to make it mm. and you know it's a very thick very full oil coffee that you don't drink the sand at the bottom But they serve <laughs> it literally with the grains of coffee at the bottom and it's a it's a very unique kind of coffee that i would suggest people try if they haven't mm-hmm. just for the experience but what do you guys
2: think Just on that note, you've been to my neck of the woods, and you have tried Arabic coffee with some sweets. I
0: have. It's a surprise. Hmm. It is a surprise. It doesn't look the same as normal coffee, right? I remember it being lighter. Yeah, and you sort of think, "Oh, this must be a light beverage." No, this is very strong.
2: (laughs) It it, it is served in teeny tiny little cups for a reason, (laughs) and in small servings too for a reason. You can have too much of that. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm really excited. To t-
1: I, re- I learned the other day of a thing called egg coffee, and huh. it's like oh, it's like it's. A, I think it's like a Vietnamese thing, and it's like it's the condensed milk, but they also use like egg yolks, and it's just like a really frothy, creamy, decadent kind of eggnoggy coffee, hmm. and that looks really, really good. But also, I mean, the other best type of coffee you could have is tea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Steady now, yeah, steady. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely in there.
0: Speaking of frothy, I do think what's a a fun type of coffee that we enjoy in the hot countries: iced coffee, not cold brew, not coffee that's been brewed over a long period of time. But cold brew has its moments for sure. Cold brew. I mean, cold brew is great. Very strong. Mm. That's that stuff's mm-hmm. rocket fuel. But yeah, iced coffee is usually like a, a hot espresso that's somehow mixed with ice, whether it's with a milkshake mixer, a blender, or a cocktail shaker. But you mentioned frothy. What's quite interesting is when you make it, coffee actually froths on its own. Like there's something about if you put it in a blender, it.
1: It's the carbon dioxide. When you roast coffee, it locks like a lot of carbon dioxide in the bean. So mm. when, you, when you put it into water, all that carbon dioxide dissolves and it comes out as a foam. That's what it's the crema cr- is on coffee. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's carbon dioxide. Mm.
0: And it's great when you get like iced coffee, especially here. It, you sometimes order what we call a Freddo espresso, which is just espresso and ice and then sugar if you've asked for it. And you get mm. it and it looks like it's got like a crema on top and there's no milk. It looks pale and milky, but there's no milk.
1: It sounds awesome, but you say Fredo Espresso. As a British person, I imagine it's got the little chocolate frogs on it.
0: <laughs> you said Espresso, Jeff. I'm
2: so disappointed. I said Espresso. <laughs> uh, I will enjoy an Espresso every once in a while, but my go-to cup has been like an, an AeroPress coffee. It makes a consistently oh, good cup of coffee. It does. It, that is such a... A crazy invention
0: from the frisbee guy. <laughs> that that is that is insane. <laughs> that is insane. Wait, we used what to make frisbees.
2: Guy... Now we make coffee makers.
0: <laughs> Aeropress is from the same company as Aerobi. They made a competitive frisbee. That was his main invention. It was like a plastic frisbee that flew a particularly long distance and I think a lot of like competitive frisbee was based around that. Mm-hmm. And then his second thing was the Aeropress. <laughs>
1: Well, good for him, I suppose. That's two mm-hmm. great inventions. Yep.
0: Pretty much. The Aeropress is like gateway into third wave coffee. You want just like a well, quick and easy way to learn how to make great coffee? The Aeropress you, is that.
1: There's so many like small independent coffee shops, definitely around here, you'll you wander into and they've always you know, they've got the shelf where you can buy the stuff. It's mm. always an aeropress.
0: Always an aeropress and often a V
1: sixty. Yeah.
0: Again, I love If somebody knows what they're doing, you can coax some of the best coffee of your life out of a V60. Mm. If you don't know what you're doing, you can coax the worst out of it. (laughs) It's a very tricky little device, but does it make good coffee? Oh, definitely, definitely. So on that note, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us. I hope you've enjoyed your cup of coffee, if you had one. We have been Indulgently Minimal. You can follow us on Instagram. We are Indulgently Minimal there. We try to post as often as we can. We should hopefully have some pictures of our trip to Vienna to share with you lovely people, so check that out. Any thoughts, questions, email us at indulgentlyminimal@gmail.com. I've been Moggy, and I've been joined today by Jeff.
2: Thanks, guys. Remember
1: to go easy on yourselves.
0: And
2: Murdoch. And remember, folks, indulge a little. One cup at a time. hey (laughs) hey thanks for listening see you for the next one bye see you later take care everyone